Welcome to the Lift Yourself podcast. I'm your host Laura and this podcast has been created to provide you with inspirational and uplifting content to help you level up in life. Join me while I interview amazing guests from around the world who share their highs, lows, successes, failures, tips and advice to help you along your own journey. I am also sharing my own transformation process with you while I am on the road to becoming my ultimate best self. In this podcast, you can expect all things mindset, health, fitness, spirituality and personal development. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome to Lift Yourself podcast this week. I was joined by Jamie who is from Liverpool, so he's from the same city as me and I have known of Jamie for a little while now, I'll probably say the past nine months I've been following following him on Instagram and just watching his journey and I was keen to get him on the podcast because we have similar values and perspectives in regards to personal growth and spiritual development. So I wanted to talk to him about his journey, how he got involved with personal growth, where this first began for him. And his story is really interesting because it actually started with a health issue that he began to develop after a result of overworking and chasing money as being the external factor that would make him feel fulfilled. We also spoke about how he began to learn more about personal growth and applied that to his level of self-awareness to improve his life and understand what goals he wants to achieve. We then discussed the elements of spirituality, meditation and basically all things around reaching your ultimate potential but doing it from a place of feeling like full, whole and complete as you are. And in this episode, we also spoke about masculine and feminine energies, which I thought was really interesting because I haven't spoken to a male guest about the feminine and the masculine energy before. So it was good for me to be able to get his perspective and how he is an, he is applying that to his life. And Jamie is very much on a mission to help support other people with their own growth journey and small local businesses and one of the quotes that he says in the podcast is about we rise by lifting others and I do love that saying because I think it's very true and it's good for me to be able to still talk to local people on my podcast who have not only similar values and mindsets and perspectives as me but also like different types of people too because that's what it's all about ultimately and if anybody is brave enough to put themselves out there question question the the known and make a change to their life and hold their hands up and say I'm not perfect but I'm doing what I can to improve my situation and then help others in the process like that's very admirable in my eyes so I was really excited to have this conversation and we spoke for like over it was like an hour and 10 minutes this podcast in total so we had a really good chat and like I say we delve into everything personal growth and spiritual practices there are a lot of golden nuggets in regards to some tips that Jamie shares so keep a listen out for them as well because you might be able to relate to some of the things that he says and the place that he was in at the time and how he's been able to transition and change for the better and he openly admits that he's still on his self-development journey and he's still trans making a transition through like a change period so yeah it's a really good episode I love recording it 
and I hope that you enjoy listening to it wherever you are in the world listening to me right now I hope that you have a lovely day or evening and then the final thing I'd just say is if you do like this podcast I would be so grateful if you could give it a review on the Apple podcast app if you would like the reason I ask is because it would help the podcast in terms of its growth and reach but I'm going to let the interview play and introduce you to Jamie and I'll speak to you all soon welcome to the podcast Jamie how are you very good, thank you. Um, thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm okay, thank you for asking and thank you for coming on. I'm excited to speak to you because a lot of guests that I've had more recently have been female and even though the podcast has a majority female audience, I do still want to be able to get male guests on to talk to them about these topics around mindset and spirituality and just generally working on yourself. And I know that you are all about that. So I am excited to talk to you today and, and hear your story and your message. That's good. Amazing. So I'm so, excited to be here, yeah. Uh, so a good starting point, which I always ask the guests, is to just give us a bit of a background to who you are, what it is that you do, and particularly for you, how your personal growth journey began, please. Okay, so um, my name is Jamie Carmelli. I'm a former barber and area manager of Barbers Number One, and I am now a business consultant and coach. Um, how I got here was basically my journey through barbering and, and going on the journey with Barbers Number One. Um, it required a lot of me to do a lot of inner work and a lot of personal work to grow with the company. And it just rocketed and propelled from there. Really, as soon as I had that, uh, that introduction to personal development, I just I just got obsessed and um, just it just got me to where I am today. So no, in brief, yeah, that, that's where I'm up to. Like it brought me here today. Okay. Master and what journey. was yeah, what was the introduction to personal development? Okay, so before I started, um, before I went on a journey with Barbara's number one, I had a point in my life where you could say I was I, I was hitting depression. Um, I just knew there was something more to life. I, I'd, I'd always been very money obsessed and all about money. Uh, coming from where I'm from, that's that's all I really knew. And I got to a place where I was okay financially, but I just felt alone and depressed, really. Um, and I, I always wore a mask. So like when I was around family or friends, I'd always have a smile on my face, but... Um, my mum sort of knew, mother's instinct. She sort of knew what was going on. And um, she threw me a book called The Secret. And I was just a little scally at the time. So I was like, oh, not reading that, threw it to the back. And then I was alone, obviously, in the house one day. And I just picked it up and started having a nose through it. And I sort of related to a few things. And I thought I'd just, I'd just spiral on from that. Do you think at that point in your life, you were living more in the ego, like the materialistic goals of Massively. money? Status. Very egotistic, and and it was you know I feel like we're a product of our surroundings. I was a, I was around a lot of very egotistic people, um, and I never really had a bad upbringing. But you know I sort of come towards a, a bit of trauma towards the end of school. Um, my parents were going through a divorce, and I, like that was where I was basically. I've got an older brother and sister, but I was more of a a, a single child, an only child. Because my mum and dad, I was their only child, you know what I mean? Mm. And my brother and sister are a lot older. So at that time, I just felt sort of alone. And um, I was just looking around the people that I thought were happy. And obviously realised fair down the line, they were wearing masks as well. So 
Yeah, yeah, it's all a big front to just keep the ego happy. And did you find when you were getting to the point of like earning more money or like going up in the career ladder and stuff like that, there was a bit of an emptiness inside of you of feeling something's missing? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> and when you jump on this this personal development journey, you sort of realise that. And it all comes to light. At the time, you feel like you're never going to get through whatever it is or it's, this is just the way my life is. I'm, I sort of, I was in limbo of acceptance and, and jumping and just going for it. And obviously that made, that pushed me to make that jump of going down the barbering career, um, mm. which obviously progressed me massively. I had an amazing mentor. Uh, obviously the owner of Barbers Number One was an amazing mentor, an incredible businessman. And he taught me a lot, but more so personal development wise, which you don't really get much of when you're working for people. Deep, and he really wanted me to like, to thrive. And give me all the confidence and all the tools that that got me to where I am today. What would you say was the starting point with your personal development? Was it reading the advice from external people, w- or was it looking at sorry, or was it looking at yourself and your inner stuff? Yeah, definitely it was doing myself, but it was from a selfish point of view. I wanted to go down that route because I thought that's what success was. And it, yeah. it was always like I, every every person had always been obsessed with like. Um, like high performers and entrepreneurs and business and money and millionaires and you know all the typical um, stereotypical stuff um, and, I, and I thought every time I was studying these people or watching interviews they were all on that journey so I just wanted a taste of it so from a very egotistical selfish point of view that I got down to it but um, it's brought me to a lot of light and I'm, I'm glad it did to be honest yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that because you do just instantly look at like the the successful people and you start delving into what do they do, what are their routines, what are their habits, because like you say, you've become a product of your environment. So if you can educate yourself on people who have done well or you admire, then you can almost kind of like understand what they've done. And then I think what you're saying is as you were going through that journey, you still realised that there was still an emptiness because it was still more ego. So how did you yeah. shift? How was What was the turning point for it for you to be like less ego-based and more spiritual, like in a, in a being? It was, that, for me personally, I took a turn of the worst health-wise in 2018-19 and I ended up in hospital. And at the time, I was like, I was, in, in my head, it was like, I was getting shit done every single day. I was just non-stop, 24 hours, like, getting shit done. And, and it built a lot of stress on me because it took a lot of pressure and a lot of re- responsibility on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up taking a turn for the worst of my health and it landed me in hospital for quite a, quite a bit of the duration of that year. And having that a long time and self-reflection and, like, you know, what I was doing, it weren't good. And I know I've always been very, very mindful, very intuitive, um, especially like growing up and being around the different types of uh, people and environments. And I've always got out at the, the right time in terms of that. I've always been very intuitive. It's always been like this, doesn't feel right, I'm getting out of this. And so I was always, when I was reflecting, in this time that I had to myself, I was like, I, I weren't really, I didn't enjoy the person I was becoming. 
So I had to do, I had to have a good word with myself. I was as I was in that lowest point in my life, I felt like the most vulnerable I've ever been. Um, and it just sort of woke me up and I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, there's something a lot more deeper that I need to get down to here. And then it got me onto another journey of the spirituality that I'm hoping that we go down a bit mm. further into the interview. Yeah, oh, 100%. We will be going down the spirituality road. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, in, just, just to touch on, just to touch on the masculine, because what was coming to my mind when you were saying that was masculine energy or almost like wounded yeah. masculine energy of wanting to get stuff done and constantly being in overdrive, like working 12 hour days, like, you know, just getting up and getting stuff done and then trying to just constantly be in the doing mood. And it almost sounds to be that you exhausted yourself your body was like, I can't do this anymore and he's not listening to me. So I'm just going to have to shut down and give him that space to be able to reflect on what he's doing and his actions. And do you think like for a lot of people, it does get to the point where it doesn't necessarily need to be ill health or it could be like a dark time or, you know, just a time of sadness where they reflect on what they're doing, their actions, and it's not making them feel like they're going down the wrong path and it isn't making them feel in the way that they want to feel and they want to, what how they want to show up in life. Yeah, definitely. Personally, I, 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 and I look back now, I was unbalanced. I was just channeling masculine energy. I didn't even know what feminine energy was. And again, this was all part of the environment, environment of me growing up. It was always, you know, don't cry, men don't cry and always tapping into the masculine energy. You need to, you know, fight for yourself um, and all them stereotypical things. And I realised, obviously, going fair down, that I was so out of balance that my body was in disease. Like, it literally went into disease. And it was funny as I was reflecting then when you were speaking, it was a time I was jaundice. I started getting damaged in my liver. And I was I was standing there cutting air. And I went into work all day and I'd done a full shift as my liver was breaking down. My body was breaking down. I looked fragile. I, looked, I was yellow. And I was still cracking on that mindset. I'd literally like, come out of hospital. They released me out of hospital. And I just went straight into work. I didn't even take the lesson. That was coming to me. Like, my body was telling me, you need to slow down. I just I come right out of hospital the next day. Went straight into work. And everyone was just looking at me like, should you be here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I feel sound. And then towards the end of the day, my body just broke down. I told myself to... Western Hospital and I was in there for about two weeks then after that. Wow. Why was that? Do you think that was just a... Just instinct. It's like, yeah, it's programmed. We literally were just being consumed with everything the people I was around. I wouldn't even say the people I was around then at the time, but more growing up, it was always like... Without, like, um, putting the water away, because we didn't really have much when we were growing up. I had an older brother and sister, but we just had to do what we had to do to you know, to, to get money or whatever. So it's always like, if I don't do that, then I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm not going to be able to do the things I want to do because I won't have the money for it. So that was just, again, everything was just money orientated in, the, in my mind and it drove me to that place. And it was mm-hmm. just unbalanced and I was like, wow. I was getting everything that I thought I wanted, but unhealthily. Mm. And as you've done like the personal growth work and started to understand how your childhood can impact on your actions as an adult, did it get you to see like maybe I'm so money driven and money focused because there was a bit of a lack there as a child. Oh. So you're trying to make that and fulfill it and almost kind of fulfill yourself. 
Yeah, I see me mum. My mum and dad lose their house. They live come and take yeah. the house off us. And uh, my mum making free jobs just to like sort of pay her debts off and, and live. Um, my dad, you know, he was he done well growing up in business, but then he lost his brother and his sister both within the, like a year or two, and he just took a down with sparring and then he lost his business. So uh, that was the the, the scarcity in my mum was money, always like. I seen that just unfold right in front of me. I seen how it broke a family down, how it broke relationships down, and it led a lot of trauma mm. to the point where I was just like, money is the only way out. If I get money, then I can focus on everything else. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how, and when, that's how that comes to light. And when you were not well in hospital, what was the turning point then? How did you begin to change things? I was always reading a lot. Um, since you know, since I started the journey in Bible's number one, I, I was obsessed with reading. I was just, I, I had quite a bit of time, hands, so I, I just stuck my head in books. And the more books I was reading, the more patterns I was seeing. So it was the mm-hmm. patterns that I was being consumed by reading and learning, self educating, and listening to people. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I feel, I feel like I should be looking a bit further down that route. You know, I've, I've really neglected myself and neglected my health because I was this obsessed with money. I was just eating like chocolate bars as I was cutting air because I didn't want to stop cutting air just to fuel myself and it, it proper ruined my body. And then yeah. it was that was the hospital when I was in hospital, that was the turning point. And funnily enough, just before I went in, I actually had the turning point, and I don't know what it was that triggered me, but I got a PT and I was working hard. But I still weren't making the right choices in like my nutrition or my work, my work habits, my sleep habits. So then I just sort of I started obsessing it. That was the trigger point. Possible all I'd say was the trigger, trigger point. But there was something before with that trigger me. It was like, now nah, I need to start making moves. Now I need to start taking action. Taking action on everything else. But I was always unfulfilled. I, I neglected myself. And then I realized fair down, that's what that's what self-development and personal development is. It's about you. Yeah, yeah, the self. I've always attached it to an external external thing, and it was always about me. I am what everything else is, you know what I mean? Yeah, and if you're... So I feel like that was it. Yeah, and if you're putting, like, the emphasis and the importance on external things and you're neglecting your health or just looking after yourself and spending time with yourself, you are going to still go in this vicious cycle, aren't you? Of just not feeling fulfilled and just feeling exhausted. So it sounds like to me as well, you started to develop some like self-awareness. Like you could see that there was, um, you had a disconnect from you and you were just solely focusing on the work element that you'd almost neglected your health and your mindset stuff. I absolutely agree. You've hit the nail on the head. I saw that's exactly what I've done. You know, and, um, funny when you look back because of how obsessed I am about like I am my priority now before I do absolutely anything I'm filling my own cup up and mm. at the time it was like I need to fill your cup up before I fill mine and I was running around drain trying to do all these problems and actually probably not helping anyone because mm. I weren't as useful do you know what I mean were you so, trying yeah. to just be the person who helps everyone solves everyone's problems and comes up yeah. with all the answers yeah I think when you're an that actual giver and a natural healer you do want to do that because it's not like necessarily just to seek validation but you're just kind of giving and you and you're putting all your energy outwards and you're not giving to yourself yeah it's when you I, I believe when you 
when you grow up around a lot of pain, like it's natural to you. Do you know what I mean? If you see someone cry, like it's natural for you to go, oh, come here. Do you know what I mean? Like for me personally, that's what it was for me. It was like, I don't want to see people going through that. Do you know what I mean? Even if it means neglecting myself, I still don't want to see you going through it. So when you were reading these books and you started to say, actually, I have been neglecting certain aspects, what were the habits and what were the things that you did start to change? First of all, it was me, me health, massively. I neglected me health. You know, I was that more oriented. Health wasn't even a priority. Um, so that was, the, that was the main thing. It was like, you know, I need to start looking after myself. I need to start exercising more, eating better, getting better sleep. You know, developing better habits, and so I'd start that would lead it down a path of reading different books on health. Um, like you know, coming to terms like David Goggins at the time, and he'd lost like hundred pounds off. So like, oh, that's like programming for me, mad. I'm like, how high he performs now at his level compared to who he was. I mm-hmm. was who he was. I was sitting there eating like chocolate donuts and chocolate milkshakes after a run, thinking I'd done well. Do you know what I mean? It was like, nah. So it was. What I, I believe, like, whatever I'm passionate about, I obsess over. Very obsessive. But, I, like, if I find something new and I like it, I'll do it for as long as I can until it's, like, programmed. And that's what it was. It was, like, okay, I've inv- I, I had to invest, first of all, in the PT. He was one of my good friends at the time. He's amazing at what he does. So I'd done that, and he was teaching me things. And I, I, I'm just an obsessive learner when I look back. That's what I am. Like, I, I, I obsess about learning new things. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I'm really bothered about. If you can teach me something new, I'm all ears. I'm here. Yeah. And if I, if I don't feel like I'm getting nothing from it, then, like, I'll sort of just, just bounce, you know, bounce away in the nicest possible way. I'm really obsessed about learning, about myself, about, you know, other things, about my health, my mind. And then that's where the, the personal development really kicks in. Yeah, 100%. But I think you do need to have that open perspective, don't you, of being curious and learning. You can always learn from other people, I believe, and they can teach you things about yourself that you might have not looked at or you might have, like, overlooked. So it is good to look at things that way. But when you were obviously focusing on your health, where did the practices around, like, spirituality come into it? Because obviously what you shared with us is that you were very money-orientated, masculine energy, wounded masculine, go, 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 like, had to work constantly, money will fulfil me. Then it was personal growth. You obviously come across all these successful people who've done all these things. You thought, oh, that's what I need to do. You were neglecting your health. You understood that, started to make changes there. But where did the spiritual side of things come into it's funny to be fair because you know the more I'm, be- I'm becoming aware the more I see everything like I've been conditioned in the spirituality my auntie's like she's a she's a hypnotherapist she's a Reiki master so I've always been around like the spiritual side of things but I always thought it was moving like I'm just a little scally from the street so I'll just stay away from you as a mad go on crack on and do what you're doing <laughs> Her and my mum were always together. Like, so I'd always grow up around incense sticks and crystals and, you know, Reiki and, and, and like, just all, all that. So I feel like, you know, growing up around that, that sort of conditions you to it. And I, obviously, as I got, got older, I've been a lot more open-minded to things mm-hmm. like that. I'd always been a much of a free spirit anyway, like a gypsy. I'd always see myself as that. Like I'm, I'm not really fussed on being grounded in one place. I don't really want to buy a house. I like floating about and doing different things. And, being with different people, experiencing new things. So I've always been a free spirit in that sense. 
Um, but then obviously as you start working, you understanding a bit more about the mind and you start going down different avenues, then that just sort of triggers something you go. And it just sort of fell into a space of like, why not try it? But I'm trying everything else, going up and waking up areas and doing my runs, going, you know, I'm saying hard and doing my nutrition, why am I tapping inside? So I just started playing around and trying to come across the karma headspace and just tapping into new different ways of just having a bit of time to myself. And I felt the benefits of it. Um, mm. Well, over the last year, you know, I've got to give a lot of credit to, to Martin, who's doing a massive thing in Liverpool, Martin Bone, who's, who's my spiritual mentor at the minute. Um, has helped me understand it a lot more on a, on a deeper perspective whereas again I was doing it sort of you know um, just just selfishly trying to meditate but now I'm understanding it and, and trying to help people and bringing people onto it because I want them to understand it you know what I mean I want yeah. them I want them to understand yeah I know yeah so, I know Martin yeah. and he's, he's great isn't he he's good he's, he's helped me a lot as well it just breaks it down. It's very relatable. Relatability is massive. Um, I do a, lot, a bit of mentoring myself. And my, the people that come to me can relate to me. 100%. I can relate to Martin. Whereas other people, like when I was typing meditation on YouTube or something like that, I, it was all like, wow, I don't understand what he's saying. Mm. Martin just broke everything down and, until it's, yeah. you know, so it's very understandable. Oh, yeah. You need people who you think you can get along where you can learn from and obviously like you say that relatability because you you're more likely to listen to what they've got to say and you can see the benefits and the impact that it's had on them um so was it was it a case of doing meditation that you started or do you start to question things around like there's a higher power a law of attraction manifesting you mentioned about the secret book and it's funny because a lot of guests say that that's the first book that they got introduced to so where did it all come in for you with that that was like 2015. So obviously, when you read that book, it opens your eyes to obviously a universe or God. Or I've always been intrigued in spirituality and religion. You know what? Who is God? You know who's Jesus? And all just kind of you know. I was grew up in a Christian family. Uh, not very. Not they're not obsessed. Don't go to church every Sunday, but they, they are very Catholic. You know what I mean? Um, so I'd always questioned it, but. It was the meditation, funnily enough, that opened my eyes to what I believe in. I had I was being forced for like you should believe in this, you should believe in that. And then I read the secret and I was like, oh, you know, this actually makes sense. This is science. So then I started meditating and then it just opened my eyes to what I believe personally, you know what I mean? And I, you know, I obviously believe in the universe. I believe in the science side. That's just what I, I can relate to. And it makes sense to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was definitely the meditation that opened my eyes to the higher power. I think as well, like with meditation, you connect to your intuition. So when you're reading a lot of books and listening to like motivational videos or talks from people, you're getting all their views and their perspectives, aren't you? And their ideas. Whereas when you're in yeah. meditation and you're in stillness, you can really connect with yourself. And I'm sure you can probably agree here like all the answers are within you and so often we look outside of us to give us a guidance and give us a sign and really it's just about connecting inwards and that's when you'll know ah that's what I need to do or I need to like I don't know that's what I want to create and it's building that connection to your intuition which then I think helps in regards to the relationship you have with yourself 
I agree 100%. Um, one thing I do want to touch on what you just said there is that, and I see this in a, in a lot of people, especially coming from the background. I've been a barber for over six years. I've seen a lot of people. I've interacted with a lot of people. It was my job to speak mm. to people. Um, and I've seen it all the time. I see, and, I, and I look back and go, like, that's the reason why they're like that. So they haven't tapped into it. They understand us men, we're just looking for initiation. We're looking for to be accepted. We're looking for connection. Um, and you just you just sort of go to where you feel accepted. And then places might not be the best places for you. Because you're just sort of looking to fit in. That's all I was doing most of my life. Just sort of, I wanted the money to sort of fit in. I didn't yeah. want to, you know, be, look like I was deprived of having anything. And that's just the, the, the mindset of young men in Liverpool. Now I know it. I can see it and I can see how, how I can help people, which is why I've opened up my space for to actually help these people around the city. It's because they're just lacking that. They're lacking the intuition. They're lacking like, the, the being, being yourself, their authentic power. They don't even know. They don't, they're trying to be someone else. They're trying to be like the next Pablo Escobar or something like that. You know what I mean? That's just what I feel like it's going around in the city. I think it's because it's like from a society perspective that that's what's been drilled into us to live within the ego and to seek outside of you and to fit in with with other people and to you must do this in order to be accepted and validated and be seen as like I don't know like a hierarchy thing and then I think that's why young people get drawn into that because it's so appealing and kind of similar to yourself when you were younger you thought that was the answer because everyone around you you looked up to looked like that that's what they were doing and they were happy when really deep down they weren't so it was just all a front well exactly but then that gives me that gives me obviously the, the wisdom and the knowledge to be like i've been there you know and that's you're looking yeah. out you're looking external for power but you've got your own internal power that you just need to tap into it's as simple as that once you tap into your authenticity you've got it but it's just mm. finding it it's it's lowering that the ego lowering your guard and, and st- stepping up and being like okay let's go for it and when you do it, the, the magic that unfolds is incredible. Yeah, I agree. But what tips would you give to somebody who is intrigued about going into meditation and trying it and connecting with their intuition, but they struggle to stick with it consistently? It's, it's, it's nuts because a lot of people are in that position. A lot of people are very intrigued in it, but they're just scared. They're scared of being judged. They're scared of doing something wrong, they're scared of, I don't know, a lot of things that just in a fear, scarcity mindset. Just need to step out of it. You need to take the jump. What's the worst that can happen? Just take the jump. You feel called, you feel guided towards something, just jump and go at it. They do it all the time subconsciously anyway. A lot of these people like that out there on the streets take on risks every single day. Do you know what I mean? So take a, take a risk that's beneficial to you and not for someone else. Yeah. Do you mean like a risk in terms of the time meditating or the risk of like turning the mirror on themselves and looking at themselves inwards? I just, it, it, the scarcity around being judged about meditating, that, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's one thing we're trying to do now is make sure people understand that meditation is, is normal. It's, it's a normal thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Everyone should tap into the meditation, but you know, you've got so many labels as you, as you know, anyway. Once you start meditating, people start calling you like a trailer and stuff like that, and you go, or a hippie. 
And then, so you're scared of that. You're scared of being judged. You're scared of being labelled. But you're also, you just hit the nail on the head. You're scared of looking inside and going, what is it? Am I, how far away am I from? Because that's where I was. That's where, I was like, I'm so far away from what I really actually want here. And what's meant for me. That, that was where the fear was for me. But it was either carry on doing what you're doing and live a life of impression or just take the, take the jump. What's the worst that can happen? You can get into um, it and go, you know what? It wasn't actually for me. Okay, perfect. 100%. It's taking that self-responsibility for your life and not living in a victim mentality of, oh, well, this is how it's always going to be and feeling like, oh, woe's me, Do you know, everyone else around me, my upbringing, and I can't change it. And it's it's turning it's on its head and saying, actually, no, you do have the power within you. And if it is meditation that you're drawn to or personal growth or even just like starting off with your fitness journey, it's taking that leap, isn't it? And not staying in your comfort zone. So you saw, you're making a transition into leadership. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, and we're all, we're all born leaders. We've all got it inside us to lead somewhere down the line. It's having the confidence enough to, to do it. And that's what it is. It's like you're stepping into your own power, which, you know, that's that's leadership mentality. You're actually leading someone on a journey. I actually opened a, a developed like a sort of free program called Mindful Leadership because I want to bring this mindfulness into business and entrepreneurs and stuff like that because I know how much having that self-reflection can do. Just that little 10 minutes of self-reflection or and just tapping into your awareness. Awareness is, is so important for life. Awareness in what you're saying and awareness in how you act, how you talk to people, awareness and what's going on around you, awareness of having your own thoughts, your own opinions. Like it's it's massive. And I feel like that's what needs to be tapped into. Yeah, self-awareness is everything, isn't it? Because once you've got that, you're then able to understand what's right for you and what isn't and let go of that. Yeah, 100%. But not, not only what's right for you, like what's going on? What's going on yeah. around you? The way someone else is acting around you. You know, you're very, you're tapping into, you said the word, you're being intuitive. That's what you're doing with awareness. Like, oh, I didn't really appreciate what he just said there or how he just spoke to me or how I've just spoke to them and reacted. Like, I'm aware of all these actions that I'm taking. But yeah. um, I feel like, especially in business and in life in general, the decision is the most important thing that you'll ever do. You want decision away from a completely different life, whether that's good or bad. Um, so to be able to perform at your highest level, to make conscious decisions daily, that's you have to tap into that. It's non-negotiable for me. Did you and find? I don't, like, sorry, <laughs> go on. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I don't, I don't. If, even if it's not meditation, like going for a walk and just tapping into that mindfulness, or just having that ten minutes to yourself, having a bath, like this is all. You're being mindful. You're just having that time to yourself, that time to reflect. Um, so there's other ways that you can tap into it. I love flow planning. You know, I'm there and flow for an hour. But you're, you're just in there with yourself. You know, you're very in tune. You're listening to absolutely everything that you're saying. That's awareness. So there's different ways you don't have to sit there with your legs crossed in a shaft position, meditate and humming. Like you can you can meditate in so many different ways. You can meditate running. There's loads of mindful activities that you can do to tap into that. So it's mm. bringing that awareness out there as well. Like. Just because you're mindful doesn't mean you have to meditate. 
but subconsciously you are meditating anyway <laughs> yeah it's just being present with present with yourself yeah. present in the activity so like i like float planet as well i like walking meditations journaling meditations but generally i'll do the seated ones um I just go through phases really, but one of the things that is want to ask you was as you started to do this work, did you start to have more of an understanding around the way people were acting around you was more of a reflection of them than it was on you? The reason I asked that yeah. is because this happened to me where I used to think like, oh, well, what people say or how they treat me is because I've done something wrong. But then I started to understand it's got nothing to do with me. And if I trigger something in them, that's a reflection of them. So did you find that as well? Poor mindset. You said the words before. It's like victim mentality or growth mentality. Like we were stuck in victim mentality. Why is this happening to me? Why are they speaking to me like that? And it's their own issues, you know what I mean? We literally just project out of a minute. We, we live out of perception and everyone's got their own little perception or paradigm or whatever you want to call it, the belief system. And that's just them. So you become a lot more laid back and be like, all right, stand, no problem. I understand that. I'm sorry you feel like that. I'm empathetic now, more compassionate towards people. And if they do react or they do say, going to say something like that, I'm more like, you okay? You know, do you want to come for a, a little walk or something like that? Like, there's something that, that so, you know, tapping into that intu intuition again, but you're living out of a growth mindset, open mindset, however you want to call it. I lived yeah. in that victim mentality for so long. Like, I blame my mum and my dad for everything that was out of their control. And that was just their belief systems of, of how they've been brought up. And one thing, you know, when you tap into your ancestry and stuff like that, because I, I love, like, looking down genetics. I feel like it's a massive part of your life. And, like, it opens your eyes when you when you think back and go, my grandparents or their parents were in world war. How can you have an optimistic growth mindset when you're getting bombed or attacked? Do you know what I mean? It's They've come through different hardships than us, but it just reflects down the line. So we just, I feel like every generation, you're just healing that little part, that little part of it. Yeah, that's so and true. It's very important that you look into that. Yeah, epigenetics, where you carry down ancestral trauma from, I think it's seven generations. I know it is for the yeah. for the feminine, the maternal lineage, so probably the same for the masculine, but because with women as well, because obviously you're birthed by your mum, you've actually even got that within you, and there's a lot of studies to suggest that that's an actual thing, and obviously I know that you know that, but I find that really interesting too, because you're right, you know, the life that your great grandparents used to live is completely different to the life that we live now but there's still whole trauma within you which might be triggered by something your mate says or your partner does and you don't realize like why am I reacting like this it's because it's something that you need to release you need to surrender there's a book called the, the four agreements and that's what opened my yeah, eyes up on that I read that book and I was like I'm gonna tap into this this is interesting and like everything like you sort of you just agree into what people think of you and like I start asking myself now like is that what I really think because these thoughts you just sit in your head like it's called planting seed someone could say something to you go you forget about it two minutes later but then when you're in bed later it'll trigger and you'll go where do you come from so I'm just yeah. a lot more vigilant with my thoughts now when they come into my head I'm like ah where do you come from what are you doing here like get out mm. do you know what I mean if, it, if it's not for me and I just question I've always been very analytical anyway. I just question them, them things. I'm very vigilant in what I allow, what mm. I agree with. You know, do I agree with that? Am I that? 
Yeah, that's so important because we're literally taught what to believe, what to think, how to act, what to do by the powers that be. Um, without kind of going too into all of that, but like we are literally customized <laughs> to not think of us, think for ourselves. Like be told what to do in school when you can go to the toilet when your lunch is going to be you know, that's how we've been brought up and even like as adults within the workplace as well so taking that step back of being like hold on what do I think about this like is this what I want to do or is this just something that I've just kind of fell into it's really important to take that time to think about it you subconsciously do it yeah, we do, I, yeah. Here's, here's the reality of it. Most of us, we're just living a subconscious program anyway, day to day. Mm, yeah. Probably a high percentage, 95% of people are just waking up and, you know, living in this, this subconscious program. They're not aware. And it's bringing that awareness back. Do you know what I mean? They're not aware that they're agreeing to someone calling them X, Y, Z or calling them, calling them out on something. No, they sort of agree to it and it just makes them feel like crap. Yeah, and really, they've got an option. You know, you, you've got a decision there. You can agree to it, which is going back to the decision. You can agree to that, or you can you can question it and question them. You know, can you own that? Can you own what you just said about me? You know, you just projecting that from your perspective, or you actually do you actually believe that? And do I believe it? It's a lot more deeper, isn't it? It but is. I don't like and to you... try and go that deep because it confuses people and it will just put people away. I mean, it's trying to spread a little bit of light on it. <laughs> go as deep as you like I don't mind in regards to spiritual stuff because a lot of the guests that I've had on in the past I've spoke about all like woo woo things but I do think you are right what you're saying it's kind of like when people are coming at you or they're questioning things about what you're doing or what you're saying it is just truly a reflection on them and you can just easily get sucked into the negative chatter and, and um, the projections from other people and you have a choice to accept it into your energy or reject it do you know what I mean like you can either like pour like power into their opinion and be like oh yeah this defines me or you can be like no I'm not I'm not taking that on board and almost like protecting your space exactly you know and that's a decision that you have to make but you have to be mindful of that decision don't you otherwise mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know that it's a decision that it's in your hands like you've got an opportunity to say yeah or no it's the awareness isn't it it's the awareness and yeah. I think you are right it does all link back to meditation because with meditation is to become aware of oneself, one's thoughts, one's presence, and then one's actions. Present, yeah. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So when you started obviously meditating and learning more about that, how did things start to change in your life for the better? I mean, obviously life happens to us all, doesn't it? You know, events and situations come on, come on our way, but how did things start to shift for you? It's mad. It's it's actually crazy, and I'm, I'm saying this story. I'm I'm still in the transition, so it's it's mad. So from this perspective, I feel like that you know it should be a few months down the line or a year down the line, um, but still being actively in this transition now, like it's brought a lot of things to light. It opened up a lot of things for me. Um, so meditation has has brought me down this path that I never thought I'd be on. You know, we, quite, we had this interview maybe last year. would have been a completely different interview. But because I've been actively, I've got an active practice in meditation. I do it daily. Like I make sure I tap. It's not stoic. Like I don't wake up and do it at the exact same time every day, but I do tap into a meditation, whether it's in the morning, whether I'm on a walk, whether you know, I'm journaling, or whether I'm always actively just present for that, for that little bit of time. 
and it opened up a lot of things inside and, and it made me look deeper. Um, in terms of like, you know, vision, I've always been sort of fixed on like a fit. I was always fixed, by the way, fixed on a vision that of financial freedom. But then I started questioning what is financial freedom? You know, am, am, am I financially free and working 70 hours a week? Am I financially free and doing X, Y, Z? Or am I done? And is that going to make me happy? So I just had to be a lot more vigilant on, on what I was actually attracting into my life because it was everything that of going down that personal development, you start feeling into your powers a lot more. Um, which is why it's so great that there's so many cultures now because they can speak out of a point of uh, experience. I made so many mistakes on that journey that it was like, you know, even the, the fact that I was doing it from for an external gain instead of an internal gain, all them types of uh, experiences that you go down, bring you to this place of, of, of light and I'm just present, I'm in flow. And when you're in this state of flow, everything that every decision you make is effortless. So I've tapped into this state of flow now, which I'm literally just sitting in and opportunities are coming to me that I never thought would. And I'm like, okay, Sam, usually I'd be like, no, no, I'm fixed. I'm fixed onto this. This is where I'm going. And I was forcing this other avenue. And then I started sitting back um, and just started allowing things to come to me. And, and the opportunities that come to me now are more meaningful to me than anything else that I was visualizing or you know trying to attract trying to attract instead of actually attracting and when i yeah. started stepping into this state of flow which that meditation and mindful practice it accesses that it allows you to start living in life and being here and being present mm. and then everything's effortless whereas at overanalyzed situations or overanalyzed opportunities or decisions that much that you go so yeah. now I'm just, I'm just so much more aware, so much more present and, and in flow. I like that word, in flow. I like that word. And you're so right, because when you try to force something and it's going back to the feminine, the masculine energy, you're putting resistance up towards it. And because you were so tunnel vision on this fixed thing that you wanted, you were missing all these other opportunities. So did you actually start to learn about feminine energy and apply that? Or was it more of like a subconscious thing that you did through meditation to allow these things to flow got, into your life? Got very strong women in my family. Very strong Scouse women. Very spiritually strong Scouse women as well. So they've always been subconsciously planting seeds, you know what I mean? And but doing them in the correct manner. Like, they couldn't force things. They knew they could never force. I can't force things. And I'm pretty sure most people, when they get on this journey of, of personal development, they're like, read this book, do this thing, if you did yeah. this, either. and people are like, oh, get away. I always, <laughs> I use a couple of analogies, but it's like, you know, imagine you're walking down the street and someone started chasing you, screaming things, like, you'd run away. You'd be like, see it later, I'm off. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so... Yeah, just that, even that's like they've been subconsciously tapping these little things into me, the, the, the feminine energy. But me being a, man, a, a lad's lad is like always pushed it, pushed it deeper away. And then, as I say, once you start becoming a lot more present and you just seeing these things, it's so natural to you. Yeah. You know, life is about balance. There's good and bad, bad and good, you know, good, bad, and then, then life, do you know what I mean? So that, that's the same with masculine and femi feminine. You know, the feminine's got to have a bit of masculine in it. The masculine's got to have a bit of feminine in it. Have that balance. Just having that balance. 
Um, yeah. Too much of anything I've learned is toxic anyway. You know, yeah. I, I like a beer every now and again, but if I had a beer every day, you know, it'd be toxic. Mm, yeah, it's life so, uh, ebbs and flows, doesn't it, in regards to what comes your way? And I think as well, if you're in the ego in regards to like visions and business and finances, you are just solely missing the fact that you are, I know that you'll relate to this, you are a soul here, you're here for a higher purpose and a greater mission than beyond what you can actually resonate at the moment. And spirit guidance the higher power have has a greater plan for you and when you just let go and you create the space that's when the opportunities start to come the way but so many people just want to keep white buckling things don't they want to like know that they're going to be all right tomorrow like what's around the corner like I don't want to take that risk and leave my job because what if that what if it fails you know all of these like ego thoughts and I get like why some people would think in those ways but it's having a little bit more trust in the unseen yeah the people that do have that trust, you, you know them. You know what I mean? You can see yeah. they're, they're, they're the people that are flying happy every single day, you know, doing what they love to do, living a meaningful life. To me, that's what it's all about. It went down mm. a route of chasing money, and money's never ending, you know what I mean? And you can do bad things to earn money. To, you know, they say it, the money is the root of all evil. It really is. But when you switch that... Um, sort of perception and go, I'm not really bothered about the money. I want to do the work. It's more about the work. That's meaningful to me. That is just, it just flows in in an abundance. Mm, I always money's... use the analogy when we talk about force and flow. It's like when you play water polo on holiday. Yeah. Um, you ever played it in the pool when you're on holiday? And, and yeah, you're yeah. throwing the ball, but then the ball is further down there and you're trying to force yourself to get this ball and keep moving further away, don't it? until you stop and then the ball just sort of like drifts naturally to you. It's weird, yeah. but that's just the way, that's that's life. Yeah, 100%. And I think it is that um, if you're just constantly in the thing of forcing, then it is going to kind of create further frustration because you're thinking, why is this not happening how I wanted it to happen? And you're missing kind of the bigger the bigger picture and all. You'd said about money and the way I look at it, things with money is money is energy. So when it comes yeah. to attracting money into your life, like abundance of money, if you focus on the service and the impact and doing it in a way that is, you know, meaningful and it comes from like the heart, like a heart-centered space, like good energy, you are still, you're going to attract more of that. Whereas like you touched on, people are doing things for money that aren't great, like, or might not be having a good impact on the world. That's when you create like a toxic, like negative energy around the money elements of things and you miss the other aspects of life don't you yeah i, I totally agree yeah um you know again you're living in that fear you know low yeah. vibrational mindset you know we can go on to that and and, and you know i spoke put a video up with this the other day but i started speaking about a bit more open up uh, openly about energy and stuff like that now because it's becoming a lot more uh, mainstream a lot more people are speaking about it so there's a lot more understanding to it now and people are being more open-minded to it but would have said stuff like that years ago like this is energy and your energy people's end be like wow you're, you need to go somewhere well now oh, I can no. be a bit more open when, when I'm speaking about it and we do we, we're all energy like everything is energy um, or frequency or how, however you want to relate it to and I always say if you relate it to frequency you have to tune into a radio station to listen 
to that, yeah. but you can tune into another one as well. You've got the decision to tune into which station you want to listen to. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So just have, again, having that awareness that you can you can tap into absolutely anything that you want effortlessly. You don't have to go and down to Radio City to listen to Radio City. You can just tap it in on your radio and, and it's there, you're connected. And that's all it is, it's connection. People to know that even if they're in a low vibe, let's say, or not in a great place or negative habits or habits aren't serving them, they can change that. They have the power to change that through changing their energy and their frequency by starting small. Because once you do start to do that, like you say, making the small changes, taking a hard look at yourself, things will change outside of you. And it's hard in this world, though, because we live in a world of instant gratification. Everything is here. Like, now we're speaking different. Like, I I don't know, I've only done one of these podcasts before, but it was face-to-face. So being, like, here now, talking to you through a phone, I'm I'm realising, like, actually, I'm doing a podcast. This is nuts, do you know what I mean? Like, this wouldn't happen years ago. Yeah, um, it's amazing. But it just it shows the power of it, it just shows the power of where you can go once you believe in it. Once you believe in whatever you believe in, just have that faith in something. Once you've got that faith in something, that's you, you, you live in easy. Do you believe effortless. like do you believe like when you say like have faith in something or have a vision for something that it's planted in, in there for a reason? Yeah, things come to light, don't they? Think in my opinion, things come to light. Like, yeah. things that you could never imagine you could do, do you know what I mean? There's people out there on world stages singing that never thought that they could sing, get cheering, like, type of people. It's having that belief and being able to sacrifice. It's so hard. Like, this world is so... They, they thrive off instant gratification that much that they want to take a risk but then get the reward a week later. But me and my perspective, I've seen a lot, and I've obviously had a lot of great mentors and coaches that understand that it's longevity. You know, if you do something, you've got to stick it out for so long. And even, like, my weight loss journey, my health journey, that was that that helped me understand that, that it's not going to happen overnight. you just got to keep working towards it and make it a lifestyle. I always say success is a lifestyle. Everything is a lifestyle. You've got to do it. Like if you, I'm all in on anything. Whether it's meditation or you know running, I, I, as I said before, I get obsessed about it. I'm all in because I know that that it, what it does for me, and how when I'm feeling good and when I'm my energy is at its highest, how that affects other people. Mm. Just so, think- yeah, that's yeah. that's where my beliefs are. With that, it's like I there was a time where I honestly thought I believed that I was made the way I was. Like I, I didn't believe that I could lose that weight. But then that was just, you know, again, being in that victim mentality of you're listening to your mum and your mum's like, oh, you're all right the way you are, or your parents or your friends, and being accepted again. But you've got to have them standards for yourself and be like, nah, you deserve a lot more. You deserve better, and we always deserve better. There's no such thing as perfect, but I believe you should all strive for it, you know what I mean? Just Mm. uh, know that you're not going to get there. Like, I have goals now that... That, that big a part inside of me is like you're absolutely nuts but and I know I might not get there from my life but the journey to get towards that place is going to be a lot more spectacular and I'm all about the journey now I'm all about the process I'm all about enjoying what I'm doing now and is what I'm doing now meaningful to me and does this make me happy today and is mm. that going to align to this bigger vision 
but I'm not attached to this bigger vision. I'm just loving the process of getting to that place. Because it's in the process and the journey that you become the person who has the goal that you set. And each day yeah. that you work towards being consistent and, you know, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and doing things differently, you're aligning yourself to that goal. So you are more likely to get there. And like you say, I like the way you put it, to be honest, like I might not reach that goal, but I've got a name. So I'm like, I've got a way to navigate and whatever comes my way, like I'll take it as an opportunity and then see where it goes and it is all about learning and growing and being consistent and I totally agree as well about the instant gratification like you just want things now don't you because we are accustomed to just get things straight away and it's like sometimes you do just have to have patience and understand that anything we're having doesn't come easy at times like it can take a little bit of time like divine timing it'll come when you're ready and all of those things as well that's a big part of like what I do. Like people come to me that are, are religious, like that they under they've got their own little ways of setting goals and they do it. And I and they come to me for work because they're still in that place of um wouldn't like to say unsatisfied, but they're still in this place of feeling like they could that they could do more. And I look at the goals and I go, like, some of the goals are putting stuff like I'm gonna go for a walk today or something like that, just small goals, but to make you feel good, you're checking them off. I'm like, but it's not really aligning to what it is that you want, like the, the bigger purpose, the bigger picture. You need to like 10x them, them goals. You need to put an extra zero on the end of that column, whether it's financial or you need to do think, just think bigger when you're setting these goals because they should be hard to attain. They should be hard to get because that's when the growth happens. But if things are easy, you're not really learning. Do you know what I mean? You can set up... I, I listened to a podcast years ago and he was like, why is it under the one goals down? And I was just sat there confused. Like, I got I got like past 10 goals and I was like, these are just meaningless goals. These are like goals that I could do now on my phone. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that opened my mind to be, to be like, no, I'm, I, I, I want to set bigger goals, but sm- less amount, but bigger goals. Do you know what I mean? So it's the little, the ch- little checklist today is like, what three things can I do today that's going to get me to that bigger goal? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just yeah. checking off like that instead of mm-hmm. just setting 101 goals and trying to do 10 goals a day that are just pointless goals that you could do subconsciously. Um, I just prefer to, to push them down the, the bigger route of risk and go set them goals, but put five to 10 years on them and check off daily what you're going to do to get there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it do, works yeah. sort of triggers. But then you, you've also got something that you've got something to live for. You're not gonna you know, that goals you understand it. I'm not saying that it is, but say I was to say like my goal is to send send the rocket to space or something like that. I know that's not gonna be attained by next week or possibly next year. It's gonna take ten years before we're even close to getting to that point. Do you know what I mean? And that's I believe that's how big you should be setting your goals like. Not to say that you should want to set a goal to, to set, set a rocket to space, but set goals that big, do you know what I mean? Imagine mm. that big, because that's where the real growth happens. And you, mm. do, and more, one of the most important things to try and tell people is don't be attached to it. Don't be attached to it because life's not guaranteed. You know, we're here. We're blessed to be here right now. Life is not guaranteed. So don't attach yourself to that goal. But just have it there as a direction of where you're heading towards and enjoy the process more importantly. 
And then the smaller goals, when you do tick them off your list or whatever every day, it'll build your confidence, which will then gradually help you towards that bigger goal, won't it? Because it's like you want to set a big goal, but I like how you're describing it, that it's like you acknowledge in your mindset this is way in the future. So it's not like you're trying to reach the goal and then fail and you feel deflated and you're almost like, oh, well, it loses your confidence. It's kind of like breaking it down in a bit of a smarter way then doing something each day towards that like baby steps you know what I mean and then the more that you take in the direction the more confident you're going to become in like getting that goal like you're going to see it's more of a possibility you're going to have learned more like you're going to become the person like I'm really big on like obviously like the energy things of becoming the person you want to be to attract what you want because that's what it comes down to and I couldn't agree more again like that that's a big emphasis that, that I put out there is you've just got to be the person that you've got to be that person who wants to fly the rocket to space or who's doing it Richard Branson like just you know, went up to space on one of his just think like just be like I'm act like what's he doing today do you know what I mean or what have yeah. I got to do to get to that that's why I love the self-education side because you can see from people's journeys not only what they've done to get there, but the mistakes that they've made that you can avoid. It's priceless information. Yeah. Massively priceless information for success. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Like, because, you know, you can see, you can study, okay, well, I admire this person, what they've achieved. I'd like to do something similar. This is how I can then start to embody that and move in that direction. But like you say, keep flexible in regards to what comes your way because we're all here for like, we're all unique, you know, we're not like carbon copies of each other. So it's kind of like your own growth journey and building your confidence and, and stuff. And, and that's why it's so important to go back into that self-awareness because you need to yeah. know what, what it is that you want. You know, I used to set, I've always been massive on goal setting, coming from like a, a higher management background. I, I've always been target driven, goal setting driven. Um, but the goals that I was setting weren't aligned to me. So when I'd get them goals, they were like, oh, sad. No, not just another one. But they were big goals in my imagination, but they, they never mean nothing to me. Now the goals that I'm setting now, it's like, it's aligned to me. The buzz that I get when I achieve something now is completely different. Were them goals something that someone gave you then, or were they just goals that you set because you thought that you had to go for it? Yeah, because I thought, because I thought that having yeah. that would make you happy because I thought, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see. So in terms of the work that you've been doing, and I know you've obviously got the Kickstart programme as well, talk yeah. to me a little bit more about what you've been doing and what your plans are for the future with growing your own business. Okay, so obviously I've still got the Kickstart programme um, that I've just, I've sort of, I've put the back foot on it, but... I feel like I was putting a lot more energy into it than I should have been with, with the other areas of my life. So the Kickstarter programme that runs every quarter, so every three months. Um, and I just take a group of people that want to dive into this journey of personal development and just sort of open everything that I've, I've learned throughout my experience onto them, educate them on what I've educated myself on, the experiences that I've led. So it's sort of like a mentorship programme. Is it for um, men and women? All things. Or? For anyone, yeah, absolutely anyone. And I don't want to, I don't really like limitations. I feel like we should all be limitless. When you put a cap on something, I feel like you put on a block on what I don't know whether women might relate to me more than men, but because I put a block on and say I'm only working with men, then, you know, 
I could be missing out on a massive market of helping people, of saving people that relate mm. to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just said that I'm opening that to anyone, but I, I limit the places because I like it to still feel very personal. So it's up to 10 max, usually between five to 10 people turn up on the program. Um, and, and again, like we go on a, 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 an opening like seminar, five hours where I just you have a good day with each other in a group environment. We tap into all the things that, that help me perform at my level, but not, not only perform, help me understand myself, help me, you know, self-discovery-wise and, and what I actually want and what actually is meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And we're doing just, I'm just passing this energy onto them and just making them think a bit different. And then we go on to four personal sessions where it's just you and me. And I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you with your inner desire to bring that to light and show you that it is possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Set little daily tasks, little things to do. By the end of it, they're, they're here, they're aware, and they're like, you know, they're very grateful for that. And they're completely different people. So I've felt something from that space, but that's not where I had, that's not where, you know, my sort of desire was, was aligned for, because I come from a business background. I've gained a lot of experience through helping people brew business, but having that barbering background, again, like you sort of, barbers are so underrated, it's unbelievable. These, these lads are therapists to people. People come in and they'll open up the life problems to them. And, they, and these lads carry the weight to the shoulders and the back, just yeah. allowing it and accepting it. They're so underrated, but it teaches you a massive part of life because you get to see different ways of life and why is he like that? And, because people are so open in the barbecue here, it's unbelievable. So having that background again, like that, that as well as tapping into personal development is why I've created the Kickstarter program. But that created through lockdown, and I and I realised it was like something needs to happen here. So I brought a group of my friends that were all in business. They all had their own businesses, or they were all doing like had important roles, um, and you could see it deflated them. So I just brought us all together and shared everything that. I'd learned through my personal development journey and things that I was doing to keep me going, to keep me occupied, to keep me in routine. And the Kickstarter program developed from there. Um, so that's that side. But also I'm a business consultant, so I work with small businesses at the minute. Um, and I'm just helping them adjust to everything that the new ways of doing things, either going online or helping them still like live in that abundance development mindset of right there's still loads of opportunities yeah let's grab the opportunities instead of what most people did is sat into they sat back into like survival mode and when you're in survival mode it's game over i'm, I'm teaching these businesses and companies to thrive thrive through what's going on like there's so much more opportunities than there is bad um so just that i'm just trying to get that message out there to people but also like my mission as i say mindfulness is massive in my life um, and the leadership side of things is great as well. But I just imagine businesses where people actually want to wake up and go to work, not for the money, but to be part of the mission. So I'm just here to try and spread that awareness with other business owners, entrepreneurs, and go, these people will work for you 10 times better than they are now if you give them a, like, a mission or a vision or bring them on, on board and, and make them feel welcomed and, like, the, the you know... Like they should be there, like you, like you want them there and you bring value to you. Start focusing on all the positives instead of the negatives and 
it's 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 massive to be honest. Um, and the ripple effects, it's it's grown uh, very very fast, and I just I feel so much passion for it. Um, but yeah, anything to do with like business growth, business developments, personal developments, I'm massive on it, and I just want to save as many people as possible now. Um, which is why I took the leap. That was. I bought, I got guided to this position where I was at a crossroad and it was like you can carry on with this journey here. Um, or you can do it ten times bigger. And I'm all, as I said, I'm always a ten times bigger mindset mm-hmm. person. I went to one going down this avenue. So I got guided here. And the opportunity is just coming to me and businesses are just reaching out now. And you know, I can't really explain why. You know, when you're doing this kind of work, because you're doing very similar work, you know, you're a mentor and stuff. I don't even know what I'm saying. I couldn't tell you what I just said two minutes ago. This is all natural. This has just yeah. been stored inside me and consumed. That it comes out effortless. I don't even know what I'm saying most of the time. I'll sit it's there and what I just said two minutes ago, but people's heads are mind blown. Channeled. You've channeled it. Mm. Again, that access and that state of flow, it's all energy, isn't it? So it just yeah. literally just comes. I just allow it to come through me. And yeah. People ask me questions or want advice. I just I just tap into the most intuitive side and give them what whatever comes out. If it's right, it's yeah. right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But I'm yeah. coming from a place of sincerity and I want you to win. I want you to succeed. Like we rise by lifting others. It's a massive quote of mine. I use it very, very like a lot towards yeah. people. And yeah. we rise by lifting others. I want to make you successful. Not make you successful, but help you become better. Do you know what I mean? And one pattern that I do see, especially in businesses, that it's lonely at the top if you own your own business. You haven't Mm. got many people to bounce advice off or many people that... And I want to make sure that businesses are creating communities around the business that are people that are coming in to give advice and be part of the mission. And, you know, because the more people that you've got around you, the more successful you're going to be. It's fast. Go far alone or go further together. Yeah, you do need to have people around you in order to, that's so true, in order to grow and create and reach your potential. That, that is really good work and I can sense the you know energy what's hilarious though? Wow. You know what's hilarious is um, people that open businesses don't think that. No. Most, the majority of people that open businesses want to do everything by themselves and escape. It's the same sort of, when you go down the business route, it's like the same journey of, of trying to get people to tap into the personal developments do you know what I mean it's it's very yeah. it's a scary part of allowing someone in and being vulnerable but vulnerability is power and when yeah. you realize that then you start you, you start seeing the community sitting around the business and everyone's coming together and bringing that you know they mm-hmm. had a near piece of value where they'd be scared in the past because they didn't want to upset the owner or the manager or whoever's at it oh, above them in, in in work, do you know what I mean? The higher management. It's almost like as well, if you're self-employed, um, you know, I've heard things before about like outsourcing and if you outsource and you don't try and take everything on yourself, that's when you can grow as well in terms of a business because you're delegating correctly in terms of other tasks. And it's probably the same, isn't it? With like businesses and that will help you grow because you'll be able to achieve more, be more productive and reach more people. But I can really sense the energy off you and I'm the same about like the rise and by lifting others. And that's why I do like to speak to local people on the podcast as well, to be able to connect with you, not obviously yourself, but like other people as well who are doing similar things to me or preach similar things or just, just, do you know what I mean in general? 
with you, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, it's, it's Boston. It's boss to see so many people like stepping up. A lot of people have stepped up. You see all the time. There's so many people that you know I can mention that have impacted me. You know, as well as me impacting other people because they've stepped up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it's it's so much. It's so needed at, at this present moment. Um, it's, it's joyous to see, especially from Liverpool. Um, I don't know what's going on everywhere else, but I'm so yeah. tuned into Liverpool at the minute that the vibrations so so good. Um, agree, it's enjoyable. Yeah. I agree, definitely. It is, and it's it is a good message to be sharing as well for other people, like a good example. But if yeah. people do want to join the program or find a little bit more about you, how can they do that? I'm, I'm only just opening up to more um, social media platforms, but the best one is through Instagram, just through my personal Instagram. Um, I'm not that active on Instagram, but when I'm, I'm, I'm always checking on just to update on people and make sure people are messaging me and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Instagram is probably the best platform that you're going to get me on at the minute, but I'm pretty sure in the future there's going to be um, a few more but just sticking to Instagram at the minute. I don't like to um, set up too many things. Like I recently sort of stepped away from the Kickstarter page because it was becoming sort of bigger than what I expected that I wanted the Kickstarter to just be a community of like-minded people. And Kickstarter is now a community of people that jump on the Kickstarter program that love being around the type of energy. Do you know what I mean? So we just meet up and we go on a walk up my family in the sunrise or we go and do a meditation in the park or we go and do a run in the morning somewhere, you know, just tapping into all different things. Um, but the community aspect's just amazing. So I had to sort of come away from that a little bit more and I just post an update on that as we're doing things in the community. But I just sort of stick to my personal Instagram now, definitely. Um, and that's probably the best way you're going to get in touch. Amazing. I'll link it as well in the show notes if people want to check Jamie's Instagram out. And I just wanted to say as well, congratulations, because you're going to be a dad, aren't you, next month? Yeah, very soon. Yeah. Like he's, uh, he's ready to come anytime. Within the next, I think we're about four weeks left now. Um, uh, so we're just buzzing. We're just, he's kicking yeah. about and we play a lot. I'm very big on like environments, so we play a lot of classical music and stuff like that in the house. And he just buzzes. It's in a nice little um, realm. I don't even think he wants to come out yet. <laughs> To oh, be honest, I love that. Um, but I'm pausing yet. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Um, I've got one that journey. Again, that's another journey. Everything just, it sort of come to me. It's been effortless, but it's felt so natural. The business moves I've made, um, the life decisions I've made. You know, I spent lockdown on a on a badge. And literally no that, that opportunity come to me. I'd, li- I'd lived on a, on a boat literally for the whole of lockdown. Um, wow. And it was... You know, that opportunity come to me at, at the exact time, the, the best time it could have. And it gave me a lot of time of, you know, that self-discovery, self-reflection in a lovely environment as well. So I just feel like everything, without, you know, sounding like I'm, per- I'm not perfect, I'm far from perfect, I'm working on myself so much, but I feel like everything in life's a lot more effortless now. I'm less mm. stressed. And That's good. And I'm just a happier person. Yeah, and everything, uh-huh. everything that everything that comes to me, like I'm so I'm, I'm accepting of it. I'm ready for it. Fatherhood, I am ready for fatherhood. Hood. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm sure it'll just help you in terms of your own personal expansion and how you can help people in the future too. And 
Um, yeah. Oh no, but I really enjoyed this chat, Jamie. So thank you so much. I have. Yeah, thank you very much for um, inviting me. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm watching from the sidelines. You're doing amazing work, so keep smashing it. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And maybe I'm literally sort of coming out of a, a transition. So it's like oh, I'm only just seeing a little bit of light. So maybe oh, it's a crazy. Few yeah. Do party or something. Do another one. And you know a bit what? More yeah, I feel the same. No, I feel like I'm in the middle of a trans like transition of all craziness just happening all at once, and it's you almost feel a little bit overwhelmed, don't you? And I sit and I think to myself, like, will things settle? Like, or is it always going to be this mad and this uncertain? And I'm like, no, it will. It'll it'll pass. But I just need to stay focused and stay consistent. Yeah, I just enjoy it. Literally, yeah. you know, you just got to enjoy. It's just it's so important to emphasize just enjoying the process. Mm. Like even if this went tits up, I'd be like, okay, Sam, that was enjoyable. I had a proper buzz. Yeah. I know it's 100%. not, but you know what I mean? I'm in yeah. that mindset now. I'm not yeah. really um, that bothered about fear anymore, or I don't really, yeah. it doesn't even come into my inner matrix. That's good. I just That's crack good. on with it. Yeah. Uh, well, Jamie, I'm going to let you go anyway, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.